Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. Now more than ever, you need a plan to help you make sure that your business can not only survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business strategist on a mission, and I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and guides your growth. I want to share some strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. So I'm really excited to have my guest today, Wanda Allen. Wanda is an international speaker, coach, corporate trainer, author, and award-winning business owner. She's the author of Follow-Up Savvy and Follow-Up Sales Strategies. Wanda has had a 25-year corporate career where she held a position as senior vice president for 15 years. She's had a sales background and worked with sales teams throughout her corporate career. She gained extensive training on business development, maintaining client relationships, and customer service. She has a strong skill set for developing uh, systems and applied this skill to the follow-up process. What, she's te- what she teaches is tried, tested, and proven. After leaving the corporate world, like many of us, to pursue her own business ventures, Wanda founded her business follow-up sales strategies. She's an expert in helping entrepreneurs, business owners, sales professionals increase their pipelines, improve sales performance, and strengthen the relationship by developing their strong skills. This is exactly what we need, Wanda. We need to get better with this. Welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. So someone once said to me, um, well, not to me, but I read in a quote, um, that the only reason for business to exist is to acquire customers. Mm-hmm. So why do so many businesses fail at the closing of the sale? Well, because there, there's a number of reasons why uh, follow-up is so critical to getting a sale. You know, people are really good at the front end, networking, prospecting, lead generation, but they fall so short, what I call on the back end, which is follow-up, that they won't experience the fruit of all that labor they're putting out there. They're not going to bring in the sales that they want to and that they should be bringing in. And so that front end work is just planting the seed. And then you have to nurture it and take care of it. And you do that through following up. And I believe that the primary reason people really struggle with it is because of their mindset towards it. And the underlying mindset issue is fear. That's what holds people back. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I know what the fear is, and it's the fear of having someone say no. But is, is that the fear that others are feeling? Oh, there's a number of fears. That's definitely one of them. The, the fear of no. And, 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 you know, I want your um, viewers to understand that no is part of the sales process. Like nobody can be in sales and never be told no. It, it would just be impossible. And there's been research done that shows the most successful salespeople get the most notes. Why? Because they make more calls than most people. So no is, act- no is actually good. Uh, no is not where the pain is. The pain is in the ignore. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. When, some, when you're following up, you're going for one of two answers. You're going for a yes or a no. You don't want an ignore. Uh, of course you want a yes. But no is good. No updates. It's an update. It's a status where that prospect is. So that is definitely a fear, the old rejection. Oh, my gosh. And, and people tend to take it personally. It has nothing to do with you. The prospect tells you now it just wasn't the right time or the right fit. That's it. You, don't, you, you let it roll off you like water off a duck's back. And you move on. <laughs> love it. Love it. So what are some of the other fears that, that um, people have with coming to sales and follow-up? Fear of being uncomfortable. If, if you're not used to doing your follow-up work, it is uncomfortable, but only mm. in the beginning. And when something's uncomfortable, the tendency is to stay away from it. So that's one fear. Another big fear is fear of being pushy. I hear this one a lot. Yes. If I keep following up, I feel like I'm being pushy. Right. Which, this makes me crazy because there's such a negative connotation towards following up. And it's you're not being pushy. If you're in sales and you're following up, you're doing your job. That's what you're I love doing. I um, love it. Fear you know, of not... I think- I think a lot of people do have that fear of being pushy. They don't because oh, yeah. someone somewhere in their life was pushy to them. You know, that that used car salesman that will never let you off the lot or that, you know, that insurance salesman that continues to call and call and call and call. Um, but I think it has to be done correctly. So I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But what are some of the other fears that we have? Fear of not knowing the outcome. I don't okay. want to follow up because I don't know what they're going to say. And that's a big fear. Um, fear of not knowing what to say or how to say it. You know, today, communication is suffering horribly. The skill and the art of it. And it's because so much like, um, communication is being done electronically. And, you know, we, it, it's a, we're in a state where people aren't even spelling words out anymore. And it, it's, it's not good. And what's mm. happening is people are hiding behind their emails and text as their primary tool of following up, and it doesn't work. So because they don't know what to say or how to say it, they'd rather just put it out in a text. It's easier to hear no in a text. If, it's, if I'm ignored, it's okay. And it creates a false sense of accomplishment when you're following up via text and email. You got to pick that phone up. It's the most efficient tool we have, and it's the one that's used the least. And there's a lot of fear around the phone. Also, yeah. Yeah. I think we need to build up that exercise of doing this and typing in the number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always okay. say use it, use the phone for its originally intended purpose, which is this, <laughs> not this. Whoops. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. So we, um, I actually had um, a, a friend say that um, there was this little like, um, I don't know what it was, like, uh, a meme or a mood. And someone said, when, when you're doing something, what's the motion that you say when you're talking on the phone? And most people of my generation would go like this, like you just did. And then the kids now will do this. So they'll like, I'm on the phone because they're holding their, their flat phone versus a, an old, you know, with the two heads on it kind of thing. So you reminded me when you did that, but I thought that that was really funny. Okay. So let's, let's, let's bring back. So the fears of hearing no, um, being too pushy, um, not knowing the outcome, what they're going to say, and my goodness, hiding behind the electronics. Mm -hmm. So 
now that we've got these fears, how do we get around them? How do we take control and be very active and proactive in our follow-up? Okay, so it doesn't mean you don't have fear, but because to not have fear would not be human. What it means is you don't let the fear override your decision in what Mm -hmm. actions you're going to take. So it truly is in our mind. And so how do you overcome it? Well, you have to understand that if you're in sales and not, you have to understand, you have to remind yourself, if you're in sales, your job, part of your job is to follow up. When you're not following up, you are not doing your job. And when somebody's not doing their job, they're being unprofessional. Also understanding that not everybody you talk to is going to be interested in doing business with you. And that's okay. That, but your job is to find the ones that are interested. Mm-hmm. And to come across those, you're going to meet people who aren't. So it, it, it helps keep that fear of no at bay. Um, sure. the, the fear of being uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable work. I don't want to do it. See, what happens is... Um, People, another real issue, which is the number one comment I hear, I don't have time to follow up. I'm too busy. (laughs) And I don't ever, ever believe it. Because what happens is, for the most part, people who say they don't have time are actually spending their days or wasting them on busy, comfortable work, which is not going to grow sales because the tendency is to stay with the comfort. And so to overcome the fear of being uncomfortable, you've got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone on a daily basis because get stretchy. Yeah, you have to, to because if you think you're going to go to new levels, bring in more sales, but remain comfortable, that's a modified definition of insanity, you know, doing (laughs) the same thing and expecting a different result. It just doesn't work. So being willing to be uncomfortable is critical. Like, Like I want your viewers to be comfortable being uncomfortable. It's just Mm. something you do every day because that's how you're growing. If you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Great point. Great point. So overcoming that fear is just understanding that it's part of your business and Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're stretching and getting uncomfortable. And and it doesn't have to be painful. It just has to feel like, okay, you know, kind of that, that, the edge of the cliff kind of feeling, you know, you're nervous and and feeling it. But, um, and I I think that that would also um, play a little bit more into the passion of what you're doing. If you, if you can harness it and, and put it into positive energy. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, envisioning everyone has their goals and their visions and where they want to be and let, let that be on the forefront of the mind. And that can also support the decision to take action. Mm, and, you know, the, the, um, you know, the pushiness, like you said, I, I believe every person does have that pushy salesperson in their mind that they don't want to be. But what so many people do is they go so far to the opposite end of the spectrum to make sure they're not that person that they end up taking very little, if any, action at all. And that is not going to bring in sales. That's so true. And I love the way you said, um, you know, when you're, when you're going after these people, if you do a little bit of the homework and you're going after the right people and those people have a need that you're solving, then if you think of it in a way of you're helping them 
you're helping them to solve their problem. And it's not you trying to shove a, a, a product at them. Um, I, I think it, it is truly a mindset. So I, I like that. It is, and you know, to um, continue the con- on the comment you just made, it, yeah, it's coming from a place of service rather than making the sale. Because when you come from the place of making the sale, it's about you. When you mm-hmm. come from a place of service, it's about the prospect. Mm-hmm. And I believe those in sales believe in what they sell and know that they can make their product or service can make a different in, difference in that prospect's life. And so whether it's business or personal um, and uh, to not follow up is doing a disservice, not only to the salesperson, but definitely to the prospect because you're not giving them an opportunity to do business with you if you stop following up. And I think that all comes from um, truly feeling uh, like your product or your service is, is the right thing. You know, um, I think those pushy salespeople uh, in the past we're just, we're just um, going for the commission, right? They were going for the money and not for the solution and, and fully believing in your product. So again, I guess if you, if you do believe truly in your product and your product or service is the right thing for that person, then it is, it is doing a service. I love that. I think that connection can really take that fear away of being pushy but you're there to solve their problem and your solution is the best one for them and you believe it. So love it, love it. Um, so we've talked about the, the fear and how to overcome that fear, which is super valuable. But let's talk about the actual follow-up process. You hinted to the fact that we should be picking up the phone <laughs> to do the, to do the um, follow-up. Tell me a little bit more about the follow-up process that, that, you, uh, that you teach. Well, 80, research tells us that 80% of sales are made between the fifth and 12th contact. And so, and, and I believe this statistic wholeheartedly. And it also says that only 10% of people make three or more contacts. Well, the, if you're one that is willing and able to make three or more contacts, there's a ton of business out there for you. Because most 90% of people make less than three. And I believe that 90% of people make zero, maybe one. That's truly how bad it is out there. So if you just will commit to the follow-up side of your business and bringing in sales, there's so much more opportunity. So it's understanding that you have to stay in the game. You can't just follow up once or twice. And then quit just because a prospect doesn't respond to you means absolutely nothing. But what happens is the sale, the typical salesperson will say, well, they must've changed their mind or they're not interested or they went with somebody else. And that's just not, you can't play that game because you're going to lose. You're going to talk yourself out of the business. And so you just keep those statistics in your mind that you have to stay in 80% of the time it's between five and 12 contacts. And sometimes it's more, it just depends what your sales process is. You know, some people are in really long sales processes. And so you've got to stay with it. And then how you manage it is you have to use the CRM. There's just no way around it because when hopefully you have a robust pipeline and that's the other thing, when you quit after one or two tries, 
the pipeline never has a chance to grow and sales is right. a numbers game. The more robust your pipeline is, the more sales you're going to close. So hopefully your pipeline's robust, you're making contacts and following up every day. You have to have a CRM to manage that for you. Totally. You can't rely on your, on your brain power. Your brain power is just not, not focused enough to stay on and, and hit the people that need to be hit when the, the cycle tells you to hit them. So how often should you be following up with that person? Well, you need to follow. I mean, I teach a whole system that would take way more time than we have. <laughs> um, but, you know, in a nutshell, I always recommend those first five contacts have to be about getting that meeting booked or the business closed because you want to be what I call the elite 10% that makes five or more contacts. And then after that, you start mixing it up. You know, maybe it, it, you stay in touch one of the contacts. Then the next time it's about the business, you do want to mix it up because that's how you can create real prospect loyalty. When you're the one consistently, respectfully, and professionally following up, you're the one that's going to get the business. Absolutely. That uh, tenacity and the, um, the persistence that you have. So um, is it um, you know, if you think about the dating thing, you know, oh, the guy can't call you back until three days and it's, you know, after this and they have to avoid you, you know, in sales, it should, it's not like that. It really shouldn't be like that. But is it, when is it too soon to follow up and when should it be way too late to follow up or, or, you know, you shouldn't wait that long? What's the time horizon on that? Is there a window three days, every two days, every week? You need to be asking the right questions because you want to drive. The prospect is the one that should be driving when the next contact is. So there is no too soon because you're going to ask. You have to, and this goes back to communication and why it's suffering is that people are afraid. They know there's fears. Well, I, they don't even want to ask the right questions. But when you're asking professionally and you're showing that you have interest and you're taking initiative, that's very commendable and it's going to leave a great impression, you know, and so people will meet with prospects and oh, it's a great meeting. Thanks for your time and leave. And I, what's the next step? You know, mm, so often that, that ends up being a complete waste of time and you, you don't want loose ends. You always want the ball in your court. So too, is it too soon? I don't know. It depends when the prospect tells you. Uh, so a great question, a great question to have when you're in that meeting is, okay, Mr. Prospect, um, when would it be great for me to follow up with you again or to ask that question and really put it on the board? I love that. And it is, it's very often forgotten. You know, you're so excited or you're so nervous and, you know, you're just trying to, oh, thank you so much for your time. And, you know, bye, I'll see you later kind of stuff. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, you know, what, what else is another problem is, thinking, well, all the prospect will let me know when they're ready. And so again, there's an underlying fear there, but prospects don't, even if they tell you, they'll let you know, they don't um, more times than not. And so you can't leave, please don't leave it in the prospect's hands because Mm -hmm. you want the ball in your court. You always want to be the one that's taken the initiative and you do that by asking the right questions. Love it. And to, and to keep it, 
keep that expectation. So, hey, um, I'm going to call you, not is it okay, but I'm going to call you next Tuesday to follow up with you. And then that client or the prospect knows and can anticipate that you're going to call. So I think that that's a really good point. So um, so what else do we need to know about follow-up that um, will ensure that we have better closing rates? Okay, you have to make it a priority. That's just, you know, I had mentioned earlier that people, that's a big, big reason. I call it an excuse um, that you don't have the time. And if you're in sales, of course you have the time to follow up. Like I said, you're probably just spending your time on something else that's lower level, lower priority, and it's not going to bode well for the future growth of your sales. So it's got to be a priority. Oh, you know, it's important work. You got to be getting your important work done before you do anything else. And so it's part of the sales process. It is. You you can't wait for the time to show up because that's not going to happen. It's you have to make the time and you have to make the time for things that are important. Otherwise, you know, businesses has its own inherent stressors and it's, you know, it can be very stressful, but I believe, um, People add so much more unnecessary stress to their day, their business, their life because of things they're not doing. Mm. And, you know, I hear, well, follow-up work is stressful. Well, it's not. What what creates that stress is not getting your follow-up work done. That's where the rub is. So again, oh my gosh, I'm dropping off. So again, it's just not having the right mindset towards it. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I think one of the things that, that people focus more energy on, and you said this in the beginning of our conversation, is that when you're chasing clients and you're going after the next new client and always looking for new clients, you've lost a tremendous amount of energy um, because you haven't focused on the, the follow-up. And just because they say, no, it's not now, it's not, not ever, but it's just not now. And if you keep that, I think it's easier to follow up than to find a brand new client and cost effective to follow up than having to attract and find a brand new client. So I think, um, I think people are throwing away a lot of good efforts by not following up. Right. And it, and it goes even beyond that when, you know, some people are looking, like you said, their next new lead prospect and client, forgetting about even the people they've done business with. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much opportunity with possibly more business or referrals and relationship management is another real problem area today, because again, people have convinced themselves they're too busy. They don't have time. And relationship, it's critical that you're taking care of the relationships that you have because it's, yes, it's always great to meet new, but don't forget about the old. And you know what I mean by old, you know, by the people that have already experienced you, that were really happy with you, that um, enjoy doing business with you and think you're great. Don't let those relationships go. And, and, I, and I'm a firm believer that business is all about relationships. So yeah. if you're making them and nurturing them and following up with your people that are already clients mm-hmm. and friends and other associates and, and, and referral partners, and I mean, this, this follow-up method should be used in your entire connected world, not yeah. just on the sales piece, but it is incredibly important for the sales piece. 
Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's about relationships, whether it's a friend, a prospect, a colleague, a client, it's about relationships. It is. It is. Thank you, Wanda. This has been so valuable. Um, I know this is something that most people out there have in the back of their mind, but they don't execute to the fullest. And I think that that's where sales are falling through the crack. So where can our listeners get a hold of you? They can go to my website, followupsalesstrategies.com. Wonderful. And um, I think you told me you had something really cool that uh, um, uh, a guidebook. Yes. Yeah. So I have a free guidebook, seven follow-up strategies to close more sales. And you can get that on my website. And then I'll also offer your viewers a complimentary 30 minute strategy call. And they they can schedule that on the website as well. Thank you. I know our listeners need this. Like I said, this is such an important piece that um, is is really hurting our profitability. And as you all know, I'm all about growing your profits. So thank you, Wanda. Again, this is this has been a real good eye opener and and thought process. And I hope that our listeners found an idea or two that they can put and implement into their business today. And so that way you're more profitable. And I think that this follow-up is really, truly the recipe that you need to do. Yeah. So great. So if you'd like to learn more uh, about how your business can not only survive, but thrive in this crazy environment we're in, go to my site and pick up my special report. It's at failproofbiz.com. And you can get my six tips that will not only increase, uh, help you survive and thrive, but it will increase your cash flow right now. And while you're there, join my six-day Big Profit Strategy Sprint to get your business seeing your profits growing faster now. So I'd love to hear, Wanda and I would love to hear any of your questions that you have. So please comment uh, on the show notes. And so that way we can reach back out to you and answer any questions you have. We'd love your feedback or even ideas for future shows. So please subscribe. Uh, at ProfitWithAPlan.com or right here on this link. And then you can always catch Profit With A Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with it. Thanks, Wanda. Bye-bye. Thank you. 